to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Hello, everybody. What's up? You know what day it is? Yeah, it's it's Friday. Friday, baby! Yep, and I just realized that uh, I, I made a bad boo-boo, uh, Beaver. You ever do something and, like, you're on the air and trying to work your way through it while you're on the air? And so you got to talk on one side of your brain, but the other side of your brain and your hands have to be doing something totally unrelated and, and still make it all happen. You, you know what I'm, you ever experienced anything like that? Oh yeah. I know exactly what you speak of. Okay. So behind the curtain, look right here. I'm, I am, as I talk to you and we just started the show every day when we start the radio show, um, I go through a process of clicking on, on one or two little buttons right here that send out a notification of a live stream that is happening. Okay. It sends it out to my Facebook page. This is facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Okay. And then it also sends it to Periscope at the exact same time. And what it does is there's a title and it says... Hey, uh, we're live right now, and here's what we're live talking about. It does it on Periscope. It does it on Facebook. Well, each day, it is me, Matt, who is responsible for making sure those titles have something current, and they say the correct thing. Well, what just happened literally five minutes ago, not that anybody cares, Beaver, but I just clicked stream. Boom, show's starting. Beaver told me to start talking. And then I looked, and guess what was going out on Twitter and Periscope and Facebook? What? What? It what said, that? it said, the Thursday show live, including offensive line coach Mason Miller in the Farm Bureau studio. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. I've already heard this episode. <laughs> right. And, and, and so... As I have stalled here at the beginning of the show, as I tell you this story, um, I have frantically clicked on buttons to stop live streams. I am now frantically typing in a new title to update the whole thing, which I just successfully did. And I am now clicking once again, boom, there we go. Now we're streaming Let's see if it goes out on Twitter, the right, you know, the correct wording. Let's just, we're close. We're close. That gummit. I mean, I am just told, one little, there it is. Hallelujah. We made it. Now, if you follow me on Twitter, you're going to see Friday show. Let's go live in the Farm Bureau studio. 
Everybody on Facebook is good and confused right now. And so what? It's, it's only it's Friday. What planet am I on? I'm mad in the Farm Bureau studio. <laughs> Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Also staying connected to you because of C Spire. And on that note, if you're watching the stream on Facebook or on Periscope, we're synced up, we're live, you know what's going on, I know what's going on. And if you comment, I'm going to see it. And uh, so feel free. Lots of ways for y'all to be a part of the show. You text me today on this Friday on the Country Pleasing text line. It is 885-ESPN. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Walk up in the grocery store and say, Country Pleasing, please. It's the best. So text me on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number. Uh, call me on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison Ann in Jackson, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Hi to the folks on Facebook, uh, Lynn and Joy tuning in. Danny, who's watching in Ringgold, Georgia. David in Petal. Thanks for tuning in, David. Hope you all do. I got breaking news from the Southeastern Conference, official breaking news right now from the Southeastern Conference. Let's get into it. Take a party wherever we go. Come on. Start in the morning and go all night. I can't wait until we start in the morning and go all night football this fall, and we are one step closer. Here is the breaking news. Are you ready? Now, hush, Ole Miss fans, hush. I didn't start the hotty toddy cheer. <laughs> just want you to know, are you ready for the breaking news? Here it is. From the official Southeastern Conference Twitter account, alert. Voluntary in-person athletics activities may resume on SEC campuses at the discretion of each university beginning June the 8th under strict supervision of designated university personnel and safety guidelines developed by each institution. That's where we are. All right, so what happened is the SEC presidents just voted. We knew they were going to vote today. It apparently was, you know, this morning. They're putting the news out now. University presidents from the SEC voted today to allow this to happen. Now, you'll know that the dates aren't exactly boom, boom. The previous uh, stoppage... Uh, you actually call it a ban of on-campus activities, went up through May the 31st, you know, right? End of the month, end of next week. May the 31st was when the previous ban was put in place until. So we had all been talking and discussing, okay, are they going to bring them all? They're going to not extend that, therefore open it all up on June the 1st. Is that what they're going to do? Well, it's not June the 1st, a week later. So any the way I read it, any institution in the SEC 
starting on June the 8th, can decide, okay, let's bring them all back on such and such a day. Now, I would, I, I guess maybe there are different, uh, what, I, different schedules on campus, different class schedules, or uh, maybe it's just, I don't know. I don't know what it would be that would keep them all from coming back on the 8th. What day of the week is June the 8th? Let me look it up here on my handy dandy iPhone from C Spire. June the 8th is a Monday. Okay, so June 1st is a Monday. So it'd be, what, two weeks from this coming Monday, Memorial Day? Yep. So this coming Monday, the 25th, is Memorial Day. We will not have a radio show. We're taking the day off from Memorial Day, as are others. And then two weeks from this coming Monday is June the 8th, when any school in the SEC can begin some on-campus stuff for athletics if that's the day they want to start. And I guess, you know, instead of going June 1, it just gives them, from the time of voting on this, it gives everybody, every school, a full two weeks for staffs, um, coaching staffs, off-field staffs, and everything to work with players and families to get everything coordinated about, hey, if you moved off, campus let's get you moved back on how do we get you back on campus you know to you know an extra week to work through all of that what do y'all think about that let me know you can text me on the uh, country please and text line 885 espn or call me on the the, uh, divinity phone 995-1059 and i guess the question is you know in your opinion we've all got opinions is this the right thing to do is the SEC doing what it should do, op- voting to open it back up where you can bring athletes back on campus under certain guidelines to begin workouts on June the 8th? Is that the right thing to do? Or do you feel like it's the wrong thing to do? And if you do, uh, give me a reason for it. A couple of comments here. By the way, uh, hi to Percy, who's watching on Periscope, says ready for some Bulldog football. Uh, Jamie's listening in Charleston and watching in Charleston, the live stream. Charleston, Mississippi, that is, over in the Delta. Danny says, yee-haw, let's play some football. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, The bringing them back in June is earlier than I thought it would be. I thought it would be July. You know, if you've listened to this show, you probably heard me say that. That's probably going back to, I, I felt like, Keith Carter, the AD at Ole Miss, was probably the first one to give an interview where he put a date on it. You go back about three weeks ago, uh, almost three weeks ago is when Keith gave an interview or he answered some questions and he said, you know, right now we're talking about bringing them back July. That was the first time I had heard one of those people actually, you know, put a date on it. So it's kind of going on that. This feels a little bit earlier than kind of what I expected. And even though it's going to be limited the workouts and things they're going to be doing as a team. Still, it leads me to believe that, again, unless there's some type of major negative step backward in the life of this virus and its effects, then we'll be playing football in September. I went with October 1 there on an adjusted season, but getting SEC teams back in June to me feels like we're getting ready to play football in September. I mean, they're going to play. That There's not a question about whether or not they're going to play. 
It was just always the date and how it was going to unfold. And with this vote of the presidents, I mean, it's on. It's on in terms of almost like, let's get it back on schedule. You know, because I don't know if you realize it, but you'd always have the spring semester, which is now ending in May, graduation here around May or around this time, right? And then summer school starts. Well, y'all know this. If you went to college or one of these universities, you know that the summer school months were June and July, and then the fall would start in August and, and into September, fall semester. So the summer semesters were shorter. And way back when, like football players 25, 30 years ago, some would stay on campus all summer, but many went home. Well, that changed over the last 20 years where everything got ramped up, everybody looking for an edge. And first it was pretty soon every college football program was keeping their players on campus the entire summer. It wasn't quote-unquote mandatory, but it was understood you're going to be here getting ready for the season all of summer school. Then it became getting signees who had just finished high school, getting them enrolled and on campus to begin getting ready for the season in like June, speeding everything up. June is an very, a very important date. Had everybody come back on SEC campuses in July, to anybody in that athletics world, it would have felt like it was a month behind. But getting them back in June, even though it's a week into June, it really is going to feel like it's on time. Now, with all that said, we talk about normalcy. It still ain't going to be normal because everything I've read, everything I understand, they're going to allow each school to bring them back starting on Monday, June the 8th. But, you know, the workouts that they're going to go through are going to be different. Coaches wearing masks, um, staying apart from each other. If you're doing a bench press, you're not going to have a guy standing right over you helping you get it up and down, which is a big deal. They call that a spotter, right? So the workouts are going to be different. And if we were to look ahead on the SEC calendar, there's something like SEC media days. Um, That is scheduled in July. We know what that is. Media from, you know, 15 different states all converge on one place, all get hotel rooms. We hang out for a week and we interview coaches and players and make a big deal out of it. It's the unofficial start to the college football season. Even though it got pushed up, it used to be you'd have media days and the very next week they'd start practice. And now it is you have media days and two and a half weeks later they have practice because they wanted to get the SEC media days in first. But still, we know what media days are. They're moving from Hoover back over to Atlanta this year at the College Football Hall of Fame where they're going to have SEC media days. But I am very skeptical that SEC media days will take place like that in July. Very skeptical. In fact, I just don't expect it to happen that way. They'll do some type of media opportunity. It'll be teleconferences for print people, for radio, you know, scheduling opportunities, TV stuff. They'll figure out a way to fill the time on the SEC network with coaches in studio and all that. But they're, I, I just, it's not a necessary enough thing for anybody for them to bring all those players and three players from every school, every coach from all 14 schools across four days, and have a big old media gathering in one building all in the same room in July. I just I doubt very seriously they're going to do that. So a lot of things aren't going to be normal, but I'm just saying getting something going in June is a normal calendar. 
leading into the coming season. Let me get to some of your comments. A bunch of people talking about this on Facebook right now in the live stream. And a couple of folks here on the country pleasing text line. And let me get to these texts real quick. Uh, 100 grand said, uh, well, that's a good idea. Hey, I'm, I'm going to, well, I don't have to come back to it. I'll, I'll just do it right now. I think it's a good idea. He said, Hey Matt, it's Friday. We got a long weekend. We're going to do some good barbecue and crawfish, shrimp, snow crab legs. So you know what I'm about to ask for. Let's get it kicked off the right way. You already know. I do know. In fact. The sonic boom, turn it up to 11, roll down the window, and drive around. All right, uh, Anthony from Tupelo on the Country Pleasing text line says, the way some of these athletes around the country are getting in trouble with the law, they absolutely need to start getting these kids back on campus. Uh, it's a lot of shenanigans going on out there. It's Kind of what we expect, isn't it? Unfortunately, not just athletes. Patrick said, I wonder if they'll be able to practice since they missed the spring. Hmm. Well, as of right now, Patrick, they have not addressed any kind of extra preseason practice. Organized, throwing a ball around, throwing, catching, tackling with helmets and pads the way you would have in the spring. They haven't addressed that yet, whether or not they're going to let them do it. It is a very interesting thought, though, and I'm glad you brought it up because I hadn't thought about that. Um, over here on Facebook, hi, Sheila. Lynn thinks it's a good idea. Tony said hey, he's listening in Florence. Uh, Matthew, let's see. Let's see. He says he's in, uh, out, straight out of Georgia to Louisville, Mississippi to the house. Okay. Lynn says, I'm excited. My son's coach's coach pitch is getting started first game is Tuesday and you get to be home for that one. So the little league stuff's kicking up. And I, th I think I saw a story today, Lynn, where in Florida, for instance, they're, you know, the, in Florida, they're opening everything up and they're going to have these big 15, 20 and 25 team little league tournaments going on in Florida, like right away, all that's kicking back up. David's in favor. He gave it, he said, hail. Yes. Uh, Linda watching in Tupelo. Percy said the right thing to do, open it up and let's get back in school. It'll take three months to prepare. That's on Facebook. Clay uh, says, man, I have a suggestion for seating. Season ticket holders can sit together according to the number of tickets they buy, then skip a seat for the next group. And, I, you know, if we were to go super technical, Clay, if you're a season ticket holder and you have four seats together for your family, and let's say you all four use those tickets and go. If on the ends, if you skip one seat, is that six feet? Are we sticking nationally, universally to this six feet social distancing deal? Because if we are, then technically, I don't think that's six feet. That's more like three feet, right? Because if you're in a seat in a stadium, in any stadium, some are closer than others, but really in any stadium, if I'm in a seat and there's a blank one next to me, I could still just reach out with my arm and touch the person in the other seat over there. So I think it would have to be at least two seats that you would skip to keep six feet from your family to the others. Now, some of y'all may think that's a silly idea, but like, 
I've seen churches, my home state of Alabama, the church I grew up in, up in Russellville, I follow them on Facebook. And they announced this past week they were going to get back to having services in their building. But it was having services at different times. You as a family had to go online and reserve your seat in the sanctuary ahead of time. How many seats you needed for your family? Because you would be seated and then the next family would be six feet away, either on your pew six feet away or skip a pew and have to be two pews behind you to make sure that there was distance. True story. Lynn said, do you think since it's voluntary that all the players will show up? My guess, Lynn, is that there, to what degree, I don't know, but there will be some examples of some players who are going to throw up a red flag at this and say, hey, I don't think it's safe. I don't think I ought to be coming back. I think we're going to get into that. I don't know how many, but I think we will at some point. Most, though, and I think a huge majority most of the players are going to say, hallelujah, can't wait to get back up there. I mean, they're young people and they're ball players. It's what they do. And they're really going to want to be there for sure. All right, uh, Jason and others, I'm coming to your text when we come back. What do y'all think about this? The SEC's voted. Bring them back beginning June 8th. We'll continue the discussion. Stick around. the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Across the great state of Mississippi and in all 82 counties, your hometown heroes. The reason I say that, man, you talk about feeling like a hero. You, you, You have your insurance with somebody local who you know personally. They live in the same town as you. Your kids know each other. You see them out. You go to church together, all that. And you have something happen. You know, the wind blows, tornado, you know, whatever, a tree falls on your garage. Um, big hailstorm, get your car dented. <laughs> yeah, look it up. That stuff happens. But, you know, the, the common stuff, too. You have that fender bender at Saturday night at 11 o'clock. You think everybody's asleep. Well, you know your insurance agent personally. And you just text him, and he tells you exactly what you need to do, and they get to work on it right away. You don't have to wait until Monday morning and, you know, call some 800 number during quote unquote business hours and talk to someone three states away. That's not the way it is at Farm Bureau. So I encourage you to give them a shot if you haven't already. I'm Matt. Beaver's here and you're here. The breaking news at the beginning of the show was that the SEC presidents voted to uh, allow all the SEC schools to start bringing their fall sports athletes back on campus for organized activities and workouts beginning June the 8th. They don't have to do it on June the 8th, but they can begin on June the 8th, that Monday, if they want to. I want to read a couple of things to you. And then I'm coming to your texts. 
Lots of comments on Facebook, too, on the live stream, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Here's somebody in New York who uh, does a college basketball show and really is into college basketball. His name is Kevin Sweeney. He says, the takes out there that the media somehow doesn't want sports back are incredibly dumb, but the media criticizing every single plan put out by a pro or college league attempting to reopen safely is also dumb. If there was an easy right answer, everyone would be doing it. Um, let's see a few. Let me, let me see here. A few days ago. West Virginia president. Uh, e. Gordon G. said, we need to get over the panic. If one of our athletes gets coronavirus, we can't just shut the whole thing down. We have to learn how to control that part of it. Uh, very well-known media member Dan Wolken retweeted that and said, this is detached from reality. See, that's what I'm saying. There are strong takes, and there are a lot of media takes of criticizing the idea of reopening. And that gets construed as, well, they don't want it to open for some, you know, conspiratorial reason. But I think Sweeney is right. You know, there's some, there's overreaction on both sides. You know, the, re- the reaction that, well, all these media people don't want the country to open up. Well, that's not necessarily true. But at the same time, All the media people, there are certain ones who they criticize every plan that pops up about reopening. Well, that's not very smart either. And it lacks a little reality in it. That's just the way it is. Like in most things, the truth often lies in the middle. Unnamed texter said, Matt, who gives a rip about six feet apart? We got football, man. (laughs) Hallelujah. I just think it deserves a little more pomp and circumstance. And we should just crank it up here on the show. Uh, Hog Jowl. Call the hogs. Hog Jowl said, I think we all want sports back, but I know for a fact Fayetteville is looking at best options for safety, seating, etc. Players are already returning who are off campus and those who are recouping from surgeries. The Pittman era begins. Let it begin. Come on. That's my least favorite part of the college game day song is the 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 rapping. I like rap. I like good rap. <laughs> Jason in Flagstaff says, let me see here. That was Wednesday. Okay. He's, this is today. He says, uh, so don't go to Florida when I head home in a few weeks. I can manage that. LOL. Yeah. Jim Ross said a, a blank every 18 inches. He says, Jason says, I think there will be more parents and grandparents who physically remember polio, smallpox, unmitigated flu strains, et cetera, who will want players to stay home more than the players, you know, want to go. And maybe that's true, depending on who the guardians are. Um, 
There will be some, but Jason, look, it's just, you know this, it's going to be a very, very small number. One or two examples here and there of, hey, it's not safe for me to go back to campus. I don't want to go. You know this. Those, all it takes is one of those, and it will explode into this controversy. And that particular, you know how the media, how this whole thing is. That one player, if all that one player wants is attention, it's not about doing what's best or right or wrong even. It's just if you want attention, doggone, one way to get it is to be the first college athlete to refuse to go back to campus. <laughs> you have as many interviews on CNN and Fox and ABC and all those as you want, as many interviews as you want. So let me get this straight, Beaver. Chicken Hawk called in and is telling me to shut up? Yeah. He said he ain't got a lot of time, Matt Wyatt. He needs to get on. Well, it's a two-hour show. <laughs> I mean, how he, much time does he need? Well, he wants on. Uh, right now? I, I never know. Let's find out. Chicken Hawk wants me to shut up so that he can talk on my show. Chicken Hawk. Wait a minute, man. Whoa, 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 Bob Taylor. Now, hold on just a minute. See, that's what happens when folks, and I love Beaver. You know, I love my man Beaver. I love you, Beaver. But listen, people don't listen. That's the fact that we, we have a lack of communication right now. And I'm finna pontificate. Well, was hey, hold on. What was that line in the great, uh, that, that line in the Cool Hand Luke movie? What we have here is failure to communicate. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because here's what I said. And you talk, look, I got this 18 woman. I got to go feed these doggone chickens. They hungry. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't say for you to shut up. I said, could you please ask my buddy, my mother, my brother from another mother, my, my brother in the Lord Jesus, to please uh, back off a little bit on his preaching so that I may get on and go on down the highway. Okay. Now, well, but let me say, in Beaver's, de in Beaver's defense, he has no way to communicate all those words to me on the air. See, so he has to he has to summarize it in a typed message on our call screen, and that's why I and then I even then paraphrase what he typed. So you know you can see how the devil would be in the details that got lost. That's why you best better speak with the King James instead of getting one paraphrased. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree. Yeah, you know, you don't know what people, when man put it in his own deal, it's a bad, but look here, here you go again, because I've been sick, ain't been able to call in, I'm trying to get my paycheck now, mm. uh, I'm trying to make the rounds so I can get paid before the holiday. Now, here's the deal, uh, first off, I, you remember about two weeks ago, I, that was my deal, I've come up with the idea of just the season ticket holders and spreading us out. I remember now, you brought that up, Yes. That's right. That was my first idea. I told you to carry it over to Sankey now. Now, listen, uh, where me and Lou Bell uh, sits, we got, you know, carry back and armrest and all that. Uh, you get, you're right. You would probably take at least two seats if you're going to stick to that six foot. Now, we don't have football at Davis Way because I've been getting up a team and you ain't got no say-so because you're going to be the quarterback. All right? All right. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be called hashtag hell state. Uh, Hawkamaniac. That's going to be our team. Okay? And I'm going to be protected. You know, I'm, I, I played left guard in college and in high school and junior high. So, and I'm going to be doing all the kicking and the punting. That's what I did, too. 
So, and I got other folks there, so you ain't got no choice. Okay. And uh, I don't know what we're going to do with Beaver yet. I gotta, I'm got i trying to figure out what place we're going to But Beaver's going to be on the team. So, one way or the other, we're going to put it on live, Facebook Live. Lou Bell will be cheerleading with some pom-poms. Keep that song. And uh, we'll be doing it on Facebook Live and Davis Wade and on Twitter if we don't have football. It's coming to Davis Wade. I don't give a crap. What one way or the that. other. Okay. I, so, we would be the replacements, yeah. basically. Yeah, well, we, hey, we, hey, we're standing by right now, brother. Get your arm ready. Because, <laughs> look here, I've been doing squats, and, uh, you know, it takes a while to get up once I squat. But, hey, I've been doing some squats, brother. Okay. And I've been doing about two push-ups, and I'm trying to get to three. So, you know, but I've been de-fluffing, though. Listen to me. I've been this, this uh, 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 dead gummit fasting deal that I do. Mm. It's called, I forgot the real name, brother. Lou Bell can tell you. But anyway... I done defluffed down from uh, like a 50 to a 40 since February. Oh, man, that's great. Yeah, so I, I, I ain't got my speed back. But, hey, look, I'm bulking up, brother. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I am bulking up. Well, but you know what? Uh, I was As the music begins here, Chicken Hawk, I was just going to say, you know, the one – you, you may be having to work on other muscles, but one thing we know for sure is your jaw muscles are working just fine. Watch, watch <laughs> it. I, hey, hell, hell, hey, I love y'all. I got to go feed some chickens. They call me. See? See ya. Chicken Hawk. He just scored a touchdown. Hit his head on the goalpost. As they say in football. When you score a touchdown, they say, he hit his head on the goalpost. He hit his head on something. I know that. <laughs> Y'all stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Turn your mic on just like that. We're back on the show. Y'all text me on the Country Pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. If you need the number itself, it's 885-3776-601 number. Text away. You can also call me like Chicken Hawk did. Love to hear your voice today on this Friday. The Divini Equipment phone line, Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, Highway 51 in Madison, uh, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. And they have big time deals going on through the end of the month. I don't know if you've heard some about some of that, but the 0% interest stuff on Kubota, big time discounts going up through May the 31st. So you still got plenty of, you know, a week and a half or so to take advantage of some of that. So check them out. Divini Equipment. Madison and Jackson. Number to call me on the Divinity phone is 995-1059. 601. Number 995-1059. Patrick has a college baseball idea. He says SEC baseball idea. The baseball and softball players come back June the 8th as well. Have the conference tournament in August. <laughs> Every team is invited. Coaches pull numbers, and whatever number you pull that matches another team, that's who you play. Double elimination. I need, he says in capital letters, SEC baseball. 
Man, so do I. Began the week talking about how I just missed it. You know, um, I, the SEC baseball tournament is, you know, outside of going to a game on campus, is hands down my favorite sports event to go through, much more so than media days, more than the basketball tournament. I enjoy it every year more than the few times I've gone to the um, SEC football championship. It's just the best thing to go to. For me, it's personally, I just like it the best in, all, in, in every area. As a fan, as a media person, as a son who has a dad who drives up in the state of Alabama and spends the week there, it's great. I miss it. Today would have been the last broadcast for this show anyway from Hoover during the tournament. Did you see this nugget, though? This is um, the day last year. It was May the 22nd last year. When Mississippi State and LSU played the longest game ever in the history of the SEC baseball tournament, 17 innings, and in the bottom of the 17th, Mississippi State walked it off. Here's the pitch. Hard hit ball up the middle. Base hit. Around third. Headed for the plate. Here comes a throw. Bulldogs will walk it off in the bottom of the 17th. Mississippi State. Gunner Halter with a base hit up the middle. A marathon ball game won by Mississippi State. Six to five here at the Southeastern Conference Baseball Tournament. You know, and listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Patrick, your idea is doable. Now, they're not going to do it. We know that. But, look, your, your idea is doable. Baseball, softball, come on back June the 8th. We're going to have conference tournaments on. It's just going to be a conference tournament. Get them ready. Y'all going to play baseball and play softball. You'll be ready to do it in August. Every single team's coming, all 14. Pull the seedings out of a hat and play ball. And put it on television and sell tickets. Would you sell tickets? Uh-huh. Would people watch on television? Yes. Patrick, I don't know you, but you sound like a smart fella. Kylan Hill, the running back, Mississippi State, put on Twitter, we back with about six or seven different Ks to emphasize the back part. And then he put hashtag mask on. (laughs) Kylan's going to be working out with a mask on, apparently. Uh, Country please and text line. Somebody said, if anybody is detached from reality, it's Dan Walken. Yeah, a little pot calling kettle right there. I don't know what that is. Gail, didn't you love that call from Jim Ellis? Yes, Jim Ellis on the call last year in the SEC tournament on the walk-off. Jim Ellis on the call from Learfield IMG College. One more time. Here's the pitch. Hard hit ball up the middle. Base hit. Around third, headed for the plate. Here comes a throw. Bulldogs will walk it off in the bottom of the 17th. Mississippi State, Gunner Halter with a base hit up the middle. A marathon ball game won by Mississippi State. Six to five here at the Southeastern Conference Baseball Tournament. Yeah, what a moment. State's had two of those back in 2013, you know, played a 17 inning game against Missouri. Dad and I sat there for every pitch of that 17-inning game against Missouri in 2013. State won it. And uh, there was an embarrassing moment in that game. 
we were sitting kind of on the third base side, right behind really the, the on deck circle of the third base dugout. So between the dugout and home plate. And we're, you know, by the time you get into the 14th, 15th inning, there ain't that many people there. And anybody can hear anybody. And dad and I were only about three rows from the, from the field. And there was a call at home plate. The umpire called a Mississippi State guy out, I think. And boy, we lit into that umpire. We were just letting him have it. I yelled at the top of my lungs, and I can really ring out, you know, and I told him he got it wrong. You blew it! (laughs) Or something like that. And State eventually won the game. Well, we get up at the hotel room the next day, and I went back and watched the highlight. Turns out the umpire was absolutely correct. His call was dead on right. And there I was at 2 in the morning screaming at him, telling him he got it wrong. I was an idiot. Jason in Flagstaff on the Country Pleasing text line says, I feel like Lou Bell would be the best athlete on that team. <laughs> she might be. Anthony from Tupelo says, I wonder if Chicken Hawk knows the King James Version Bible is a translation. Yeah, what did he say in all his translations? Well, we get it. We just think it's the most accepted translation. Well, I can't understand it. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> that's between you and God. <laughs> if you can't understand it. I just don't trust a lot of the other ones. I don't know that I can trust a lot of the other ones. Let's don't get into that, shall we? Let's don't get into it. Uh, speaking of baseball, on this day in 1999, Big Mac, Mark McGuire, hit a home run out of Dodger Stadium. 160 times, struck out 155, and he's done it again. And let's see where that goes. It hit the top of the roof. Whoa! Will Vestardial hit two out, and McGuire's ball hit the edge of the roof and came back into the seats. Well, I would say he's got the range now. It took him a while, but he hits two tonight, and what a shot that was. And all of a sudden, it's 9-7. He will. The longest home run I ever heard of was a home run that Mickey Mantle hit in Yankee Stadium. But I'll tell you what, that'll do for a while. Holy mackerel. That was Vin Scully on the call for the Dodgers. You know, and, and in describing, I think he was describing the first home run that McGuire had hit that night, which almost went out, but it came back into the seats. That ball right there, that one that we're talking about, I watched the highlight of it. McGuire, this is Dodger Stadium, you know, out in the outfield, they have all those seats, but then they have a roof on them. And he hit it, and it actually landed, it looked like to me, on the back, the very the, the very last few feet of that roof, and it bounced on that roof and flew out into the parking lot beyond the stadium. Because all the people in that section of the outfield at Dodger Stadium turned around, and the folks in the last few rows leaned over the back fence and edge of their seating section, looking and peering down into the parking lot, watching the baseball bounce and roll around out there. The note that I found on it said that McGuire on that day, he became the third player to launch a ball out of Dodger Stadium. Right, he hit two home runs in the game. It went 483 feet. 
They won the game 10-7. to He joined Willie Stargell, who you heard Vin Scully call him Wilbur Stargell. He joined Willie Stargell, who did it twice, 69 and 73. Uh, Mike Piazza did it two seasons earlier in 97. Piazza hit one out when he was, I think, playing for the Dodgers, right? When did Piazza get traded to the Mets? Anyway, I don't know. That's probably something I should know. I can't remember the exact date, though. I think he did it when he was playing for the Dodgers. Uh, I bring that up because I'm really interested to see the in a few weeks the documentary about McGuire and Sosa and the 98 season when they had the home run chase. I can't wait to see that ESPN documentary. Looking forward to that. Grumpy on the country, please, in text line says, Matt, God bless all the souls lost in this pandemic. I pray for them daily and their families. My generation survived polio and Vietnam. This country has got to toughen up. What would the greatest generation say? And yes, I have missed hearing the great Jim Ellis. That's from Grumpy. Uh, We'll start off hour number two with uh, texts from some others, including Jay in Baltimore. I have a story about Ed Orgeron and LSU that I want to pass along to you that I find very interesting, and it kind of gives you a glimpse of how things work in the coaching world. I'll pass that along. And later in hour two, my daughter... Mary Liddy's going to be by here in the studio. We'll put her on camera. All right? Looking forward to that. Hour two coming up in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.